Hi everyone, Grant K here for the Flame Premium Learning Channel. So far we have covered planar tracking using an axis as well as a G-mask shape. In this video, we'll look at the third object that is capable of performing and receiving planar tracking data. I am referring to the perspective grid. What makes this different from the other objects is that the perspective grid is capable of understanding the perspective of a shot and applying that to the 3D composite. This is extremely useful in combination with certain cases of tracking, including planar tracking. If you would like to follow along, please click the link in the YouTube description to download the media. Alternatively, if you're watching the podcast version of this video, then type the link displayed in your internet browser. So to set up this workflow, I have my media connected into the background of an action node in Batch. Looking at this media, we have an actor surprised by something and running off. This shot is a freehand camera move that follows the actor as he runs off. Now I'd like to place something on this wall. So for example, I have supplied an FBX model that we'll tag onto the wall. Let's go into action and start looking at our tracking options. When scrubbing through the shot, it is clear that the walls have perspective. So in this case, it would be better to use an object that understands perspective when it comes to tracking and compositing. In the Action Node bin, locate and add a perspective grid node to the composite. This perspective grid is focusing on the background media input, hence the zero in brackets. Double-click on the node to ensure it is selected and bring up its controls. Hover over the Result Viewer and press F8 for the Object Viewer mode. On the first frame, start aligning the perspective grid to the planar surface of the wall. Now you might be thinking, why not use an axis with a G-mask to do this? I mean, you could turn on the perspective option in the tracking menus. Well, the axis node only records position, rotation and skew data to match the visual orientation. But even with perspective enabled, the axis is not performing a true perspective analysis. And as a tip, if you try to use the perspective as part of the track when the surface has no perspective, your track will most likely fail. This is why I always suggest looking at the properties of the shot and the planar surface you want to track before initializing the tools. So the perspective grid is lined up with the wall. But before we do the planar track, let me show you how the perspective grid affects the camera. Hover over the action schematic view and press SHIFT 4 to see the top view. Two things to point out here. Firstly, the perspective grid is correctly positioned in 3D space in relation to the camera to work out the true perspective of the shot. Secondly, if you adjust the perspective grid, it also adjusts the camera and its field of view to match. So unlike the axis, the entire 3D environment and camera is affected when you use the perspective grid in order to match the perspective of any shot. If you don't want the camera's field of view to change for certain use cases without perspective, then you can lock the adjustments in the grid menu before adjusting the perspective grid. Switch back to the action schematic with the tilde hotkey. There are a few more perspective grid functions we'll discuss later, but let's take a look at the planar tracking settings. By default, perspective is enabled with the perspective grid, but it can still be disabled when you're tracking a planar surface with no perspective. 
We are using the background as the tracking reference, therefore the media use is set to 0. Now scrubbing through the shot we have two considerations. There is a lighting change as the camera moves so enable lighting. The other point is that the actor moves in front of the wall as he runs away. So the ideal setup for this scenario is to find the cleanest frame as possible for the reference shape. Enable Occlusions This means that the planar tracker will be on the lookout for anything getting in the way and it should still be able to perform the track. In addition to this, you could use Action GMOSCs connected to the perspective grid to only include certain areas as the reference. This is similar to the planar tracking workflow with the Axis node. Alternatively, any other Action GMOSCs assigned to the media but not connected to the perspective grid can also knock out any obstructions with this option. This is a quick way to use Action GMOSCs as occlusions when planar tracking. Now with all that said and done, click the Analyze button. At certain points during the analysis, the track might slow down as it computes the track with the occlusions. You can monitor this with the shape reference and shape current pattern in the corner of the view. Once the track is complete, you can scrub the time bar to see the result. Hover over the Action Schematic view and press SHIFT 4 to see the top view. Scrubbing the time bar, you can see how the camera is static and the perspective grid is tracked into the shot. This is the opposite of a 3D track where the camera moves and not the objects. Now switch back to the Action Schematic on the left and the Result view on the right with F4. We'll now bring in our object and attach it to the perspective grid. Go to the Action Bend menu and double-click on the Import node. Navigate to the location of the supplied FBX file. You don't need to change any settings here. Just click the file and load it. If you need to, go to the Node Preferences menu and enable Shading. Now to attach the 3D model to the Perspective Grid, move the Perspective Grid node to the topmost axis of the branch. Drag a connection from the Perspective Grid to the Axis node. The 3D model will snap to the perspective grid and align itself to the perspective of the wall. You can now double-click on the Axis node and reposition the 3D model on the grid. Note that the 3D object will retain the correct perspective. You can shift it around the perspective grid until you are happy with the result. If you scrub the time bar, you should see the 3D object locked into place. Now the perspective grid and the 3D model sit at a distance in 3D space in relation to the camera. Going back to the top view, you can see what I mean. But if you need more space to composite in between the perspective grid and the camera, there is a very handy function. Switch to the main grid menu. Here you will find an adjustment slider called Z Offset. As you move this value, you can pull or push the perspective grid from the camera. The perspective grid will exponentially scale and the result in-camera will look the same. And what is handy is that all the objects connected to the perspective grid will scale as well. This means you don't have to scale each connected object separately. This matches the Autoscale functionality in the Axis node. Now it is also possible to have a few perspective grids working in a single 3D composite. 
However, I did say that the perspective grid would alter the camera and the field of view. This is true, but if you want to use multiple perspective grids for planar tracking and compositing, ensure you lock the field of view adjustment. This needs to be done for each perspective grid before you start aligning it. And remember, you can attach anything to a perspective grid and not just 3D models. All of this is quite useful to remember. Finally, to add a few finishing touches, ensure you are looking at the action schematic and select the perspective grid. Hide it with the H hotkey. Go to the Action Node Preferences and enable Motion Blur. I'll dial in a few settings for the samples and shutter speed. So going to a frame with lots of movement, if you preview the render, it should work quite well. Now this shot is not yet finished. The actor needs to be masked and composited in front of the 3D model. We also need to relight, colour correct and more. But let's jump ahead to a rendered version of what we have done so far. As a gentle reminder, always examine your shot in order to choose the right tracking tools. You have the axis, G-mask and perspective grid to perform the planar track. Hopefully this has given you a good understanding of planar tracking in Flame Premium. More tracking examples will be coming soon. Comments, feedback and suggestions are always welcome and appreciated. Thank you for watching and please subscribe to the Flame Premium Learning Channel for future videos.